What's up, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to the World Steve on Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Paul Stewart and I'm joined by my Welsh brother of the UK Cowboys fans, Mike Poland. How are we doing, brother? Not bad. It's almost like Groundhog Day with us this week. I mean... Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's like we can't get enough of hanging out right now, you know? I know. My wife is asking questions because we literally we spent... All weekend together, plus Monday. Oh, dear. Then we were together on Thursday. Now we're again tonight. I've literally spent more time with you than I have her. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's not one thing I want to do is upset the wife. But just in case... Right. I, yeah, just in case anyone's <laughs> wanting to know, my uh, my co-host Meg, she's currently on her travels right now. So um, she's not going to be on the show this week. So, But she'll be back next week and she'll be back bigger than ever. So, um, so, but we've got Mike here, who he is, who does articles for blogging with the boys, and we're going to uh, dive straight into it. So, first things first, what did we do for the Super Bowl, Mike? Well, we did a lot. I mean, we did a lot. Yeah. We went out on the Saturday, um, which obviously wasn't anything specific. Yeah, that yeah. was cocktails. and Well, well give, give more context. Who was all there, pretty much? Right. Uh, there was you, myself, Jamie as well from UK Cowboys as well. Um, a few of the compadres from the local area came and joined us. Um, quite an interesting evening. I mean, because I've never been to Leeds. I've never drunk around there. So it was first time for me. So that was my second time in Leeds. So in case our... <laughs> Do you want to talk about the first time? Uh, no. <laughs> I will save that. I'll save that for uh, another episode if Meg asked me that question so no uh, <laughs> I, I will remind myself to message her and ask yeah well anyway my my second time in Leeds I had a great time mm. had a great time um I thought it was absolutely brilliant um love going down there in case our American audience doesn't know where Leeds is it's basically buying in the middle of England well sorry buying in the middle of the United Kingdom but more mm. far up north of England. So a little bit north, yeah. Yeah, a little bit north. So yeah, so Mike came all the way from Wales. I came all the way from Glasgow. We met up with Jamie, who's also part of the UK Cowboys fans, and we had a great time on the Saturday and on the Sunday. We kind of chilled out a little bit. Uh, we get to watch the Leeds United versus Manchester United game. And I will say this though about that game. And this is no diss to our commander in chief and RJ right now. We missed a chance to troll him. We could have, but there was no way that Manchester <laughs> United deserved to win that game for ninety minutes. It just mm. it just seemed like Leeds United just ran out of steam at like the eighty eighth minute, and that was it. So, um, but end of the day, football was football. Well, soccer is soccer, I guess. If yeah. I'm yeah, <laughs> oh, um, but yes, uh, Manchester United won 3 now, I believe it was, if I can remember. So we got to watch that with Jamie and his house with all the Leeds United supporters, which was quite entertaining to see. That was more fun to watch than the game. Yeah, <laughs> well, for you anyway, I was for I'm me, not, yeah, yeah, I was, I was enjoying both, both, both sides of it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, but on Super Bowl night, what did we do? Uh, so first of all, went to an awesome, like, barbecue joint, that underground one we went to. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was really good. Dirty yeah. fries. And, 
yeah. chicken wings. I think I had the beef burger with the blue cheese. That was really good. Yeah, oh. I I had like a tender crisp chicken and oh yeah, really good with a chili beef dirty fries. Oh. Yeah, I think we're missing a little bit of context here, though, Mike. I think, and people were asking, what did you have to drink? The thing is, though, we were that suffering from the night before. We, just kept, <laughs> we think, I think we just stuck to Red Bulls for the rest of the night. <laughs> no, we did. I, I was on caffeine drinks. Um, at one point, I because obviously after we went for food, we went to the event, which was hosted in a casino. Mm. Um we're, fair play, good setup. Too it, massive. It was a great, great setup, and and the layout yeah. in the casino had the big, massive uh, like jumbotron type projector, of projector. Yeah, it wasn't even a projector; it was a massive yeah. actual. Like, it was actual LED light, so yeah. um, it looked great. The layout was really good. A, a good mixture of nearly all thirty-two teams yeah, there. Um, really so it was good. good. There was Eagles fans there. There was Chiefs fans there. Um, Cowboys Nation turned up quite well. Like I think we had. Yeah. Like, um, at about a dozen, I think. Yeah, I would say a dozen. Then uh, later on the night, like we didn't manage to get everybody involved in the group photo, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it, it people had to get just immediately left and just as oh, we were trying to home type of thing. I was like, which is yeah. fair enough. But oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, it was a great night and uh, yeah. Um, but what what people need to know, Paul, because they don't know what it's like to watch the Super Bowl in the UK. What oh, time did we get home? Uh, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And don't ruin what I'm about to say here, Mike. I want to tell... Um, just so everyone knows, for all our listeners all across the world, and t- in America, wherever we are, because this is the world's team, right? Yeah, of course. So, course. Mike decided at 5... When we go back to our destination, which was Jamie's house, he decided to not go to sleep. He decided to get back in his van and drove a four-hour drive back to Cardiff in Wales. That is insanity. I had my son to pick up from school. Yeah, but still, but, <laughs> uh, I, I can't fathom the fact that you did that. So kudos to you. Kudos to you, my bro. So it's, it's it's living off two, you know, like because <laughs> we was talking about this uh, the other night on the UK Cowboys show. But in the UK, we're so used to living off uh, UK two, two, time yeah. and Central time. <laughs> yeah, so used and, to the and, lack of sleep. Yeah, so hence Meg always tries to like bring up my spirits of trying to give me a compliment. It's like uh, tell Paul how his <laughs> his nice shiny bald head is or something like that, you know, <laughs> because. Uh, the stress of trying to keep up with the UK time zone and Texas time zone, well, US time zones. Mm-hmm. I'm basically trying to stay awake for nearly 24 hours a day, pretty much. And that's yeah. what happens when you're at the other side of the pond and when you're so invested into whatever NFL team that you support or if it's hockey or it's whatever, because the time zone difference does literally kick your butt. So. Yeah. But what are the reasons why I'm not a fan of Monday Night Football, Paul? Oh, yeah. I, I, I was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah let, let's, not, let's not talk about Monday Night Football. I, know, I, I don't want to give you cold shivers, mate. Cold shivers? I think I might actually end up in my coffin sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is taking so, years off. But, but with that being said, we did say we were <laughs> there for the Super Bowl. What was your thoughts about the game, Mike? 
I think I, I, I still haven't posted our celebration video, mate. I will do it. Um, oh, but I think, uh, well, I don't know if that may be such a good idea. We don't want to get the controversy of the uh, Eagles fans saying, oh, but we made it further than you. Yeah, that's true. But still, you're, uh, we're still making fun of you because you guys were talking so much trash. Left, right, yeah. center. You said that this was in the bag and you guys <laughs> got what you deserved. So... I yeah. was, that is how I feel about it. Well, put it this way. I mean, it says it all. Like, look how much, like, after the game finished, how much, like, my Twitter and Facebook, I've never been trolled like that, but I was getting a, I was getting handed to me in a trolling. Now you know how I felt a couple of months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember to be, that, to, yeah. Yeah, to, to be honest, I don't even remember what I tweeted that really got reposted. I don't know. Anyway, enough of that. Oh, I I know what it was. I know what it was. I can remember. It was the whole um, Micah Parsons um, and Hassan Reddick discussion with an Eagles fan. Yeah, yeah. It just came to me. That's right. That's right. I lost a bet, didn't I? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to come in and save you. uh, That's fair fair play. But here's the final. I, 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 I. I stuck to my words and I made my promise that if I was to lose that bet, then I would pay up, and I did. So, it's all right. I gave I owed Rob Phillips ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you still own that, I suppose. But anyway, I, I but, uh, but anyway, anyway, we're yeah, gonna yeah, 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 we yeah. got a little bit sidetracked there. It's so, gonna happen with you and me. So get used to it, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you've got a Scotsman and a Welshman talking together, you it, it's going to go spiraling out of control at some point in this show. So bear yeah. with us, bear with us. <laughs> um, but yes, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Philadelphia Eagles 37 to 34. Yes. Um, That's right. uh, it was a fantastic game. It really, really was. Uh, like, in all honesty, as much as I would like to troll the Eagles, I will say, and and Kelsey and Meg made this great comment on Girls Talking Boys um, yeah. yesterday, is mm-hmm. that um, Jalen Hart's dad actually played like an actual MVP in that game. I will give it's him true. I will give him credit when credit is due. He did play mm-hmm. very very well. Um, it's, it's just a shame that. Um, Actually, it's not a shame. Actually, it's not, nah, I know where you were gonna go. I, I know where you were gonna go. I, I think I was using the wrong word there, but it's, uh, it's okay. But yeah, like let me let me get, get, get let, let me get myself back on track here. It's oh. a it's a shame for Jalen Hurst's performance. I suppose he didn't get the win, but I don't care about that because of the team he plays for. So there we go. Now I'm back in full circle. There we That's go. That's right. You managed to take out of that one. There we go. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Patrick Mahomes had a fantastic game as well. Really good game. Considering he got injured during the game, people were mm-hmm. questioning he wouldn't get, come back. And uh, his favourite go-to guy, Travis Kelsey, had a great game as well. Yeah, they didn't have an answer, really, did no. they, for Kelsey? At one point, me and you were watching the game, and I said to you, I was like, the only thing I'm worried that is great, because Travis Kelsey is he, he is a phenomenal talent uh, you know especially from where he started to where he is now when you look at the yeah. distance traveled if you like but like i think what was and i said it too the, the only bit that scared me is at one point that was the only thing 
Kansas could do. It was Mahomes to Kelsey, Mahomes to Kelsey. And it was constant. I was thinking, mm, I'm not, I, I'm, I wasn't nervous, but it's just like it, you need to have something else other than this. But here's the thing, though, mate. When you really do look at the actual replays and the game film of it, it's what the wide receivers do to create that separation to actually True. attract the attention away from Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Like, like Juju Smith-Schuster may have not got as many catches or whatever he wanted, but he contributed a lot. He managed to drag out corners and safeties to follow him more for the deep routes, and that left that empty space for Travis Kelsey. Say right down the middle, and it was like money every time. But when mm-hmm. you flip, ben, but I will say though, when you look at the Kansas City defense, and particularly in that third quarter, they like as much as Jalen Hurts had a great game, the Kansas City defense had an answer for the RPO. They yeah. had they, they they turned it around and had an answer for the RPO. And one player in particular, and we talked about him the other day on UK Cowboys, was Nick Bolton. Mm, yeah. Right. So, so give me your thoughts on that, mate. Yeah. Well, I mean, put it this way: I think in the second half, like the Eagles had no answer. They could not score. They couldn't get into scoring position. And the first half as well, they were storming. And it was Devontae Smith was tearing up pieces on the outside, but all of a sudden they seemed to have an answer for everything. They tight kind of tightening it up. And like you say, the the big one was slowing down the RPO, and they had to stop that. And you could see, and straight away, as soon as the, the 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 second half kicked off, we were watching the linebackers. Remember me and you standing there watching it? Yeah. We were watching the position of the linebackers, which is really important. And you could see straight away, they were like, ah, there we go. They've got the guy in position to now look for that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed, mate. But if, if there's one thing now, it's like, where does... Eric Bellamy stand now. Like I know this is a Dallas Cowboys podcast, and we will jump into that. But surely mm. this guy deserves a head coaching role at some point. He's uh, how long has he been there? He's been there for quite a while now. Yeah, I I don't know the exact number, but you think what he puts together and like. Remember, me and you we were speaking before about controversy mm. uh, with the Dallas Cowboys that seem to get stuck in it. That doesn't happen. So you think, like, they can pick themselves out of a punch when they need to? I mean, like, where do you think the sort of team where, if he had the chance, would be good for him, Paul? Vegas, perhaps. You read that? Do you know that was the, the team that was kind of popping into my head? Yeah, if they, if they moved away from Josh McDaniels, I find Barramy would have been the guy for that. Because yeah. they've got the... They've got good players there. It's just a matter of just binding them together, I think. But um, although what's happening with Derek Carr, mind? Well, that is an interesting story. Um, that the fact that he's not willing to trade, and in a way, that is helping our all other thirty-one teams that want to try and look into him. So they're not going to look. The, jet, the Jets have opened up a camp for him. Oh wow! Okay. It, yeah, it came through. I think to yesterday, possibly. Mm. Where they said they they're willing to host like a training camp to see how good he is and what have you. Mm, interesting. I'll tell you mm. what is this an interesting note, and we are getting back onto the swing of tournament <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys right now. Is yeah. that yeah. Ezekiel Elliott? Um, mm. 
So Adam Schefter uh, is reported uh, Ezekiel Elliott will figure out his value at the combine and then mm. decide if they'll accept a restructured con- uh, contract to stay with Dallas. Um, thoughts on that? I, I mean, basically, what they're going to be doing, his agent more than particular, is going to be looking at his value. The issue is, is Zeke's trying to find value perhaps elsewhere in the NFL. Not Zeke, but his agents. Um, but they're doing it at a time when the running back class in this draft is deep. There's a lot yeah. of options. So that immediately drops his value down. So the really where it's going to go here is how far is Zeke willing to come down for the Cowboys on not a restructure, but a whole basically because people talk about restructure restructure is different than redoing your entire contract which is what they got to do because they got to drop it down because i i when we checked i think it's he's on the cap for next season for i believe 16 million but his dead cap is 14 yeah so even if we were to cut him it'd be a massive hit regardless oh, yeah yeah so yeah. We, we we can't afford to cut him so people saying yeah let zeke go we can't we literally can't like yeah. we can't we can't afford to do it. So um it's my I really want Zeke to stay regardless. Like, but I can understand Cowboys Nation's frustration, the fact that um he's really on a higher contract, and obviously yeah. Tony Pollard shined more out than him this season. But I and I explained this yesterday, uh, not yesterday, on Thursday on the UK yeah, Cowboys, yeah. Uh, along with yourself. I have my reasons why that might be the case, why Zeke is not getting the the more, how would you say, the genesis quo of being a <laughs> of being a running back, if that's so to speak. Because when you look in, when you look down to a Zeke's rookie season up till now, there's a tale of two tapes here. There's Ezekiel Elliott under Scott Linehan, and there's Ezekiel Elliott under Kellen Moore. Treated completely different and utilized completely different. Zeke, in this case, under Kelly Moore, was treated more of a hybrid power back, fullback, essentially. Where under Scott Lenahan, he was the guy. He was treated, he was given all the snaps, regardless who the backup was. He was the guy. And the way how the plays were designed for him was more suited towards him under Scott Lenahan and compared to Kelly Moore. So that's where I'm kind of seeing this. Mm-hmm. I can understand how fans are frustrated in terms of, but he's on so much money. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, but he still brings more to the table. He's probably the best running back that can actually be a last line of defense to protect, uh, to protect Dak Prescott. So mm-hmm. there's that uh, scenario there. Because uh, we don't know that Tony Pollard cannot pass protect. He's a great running back, but he cannot pass protect. But I just want to get what is your general thoughts on that in terms of like how I'm kind of seeing it, and also and the frustrations of Cowboys Nation right now. Yeah, you can get it. I mean, unfortunately, this is the this is the 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 hard business of the NFL is contract costs it's nasty especially for such a volatile position like running back um as we we've talked before paul that 
for a running back, their most productive part of their career is during their rookie contract. So when you go and offer another contract to a running back further from their rookie years, you're paying for what they were, not what they will become. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's awkward because at the same time, you don't want to let like a signature playmaker, especially like Zeke, when you think of his rookie season, I mean, he was electrifying. Um, and, you know, my, there, quite, there is... There's a, a probably follow-up question to what you just said there. Do you find that it could be down to the fact that our interior, particularly on the left, that maybe is not, is a little bit diminished and compared to what he did have before? Like, when you had, like, Sir Frederick there... And mm. t- Frederick does make a big difference. That loss was huge. Yeah. So there is the offensive line. We can talk about that at a later date. But <laughs> I suppose just we're we're only we've only got a certain amount of time to do this show here today, folks. But, <laughs> uh, we've got a, we've got a f- few other things we want to cover today. So um, yeah. But I, but you, you I got a question for you then, Paul. Okay. Well, if Zeke was willing to come down. I know you say regardless, but, you know, go in with a hypothetical. Ignore that for the moment, and you want Zeke to come down as low as possible. What's the maximum amount of money you would be comfortable with Zeke staying on the roster? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't really know, if I'm being perfectly honest, as long as, like, if he takes a pay cut and it helps the salary cap, then great. I'm happy with it. And like he goes down to single digits? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, if that's one thing that, that you definitely have more knowledge than I do, it's more down to the more business side and the cap side of things. I'm more interested in what the player brings to the team. Yeah, like, yeah. And and let's not forget, Zeke did bring us like nine touchdowns in a row last year. Mm, people people yeah. forget that. People forget that. Like The like, touchdowns, he, yeah. Yeah, like, like he, he still put points to the board. He actually like was like... It's the difference between where well a what what was our what was our oh my god I put I forgot what our record was it about twelve and five <laughs> yeah my god uh, I'm telling you man but I'm telling you that Super Bowl weekend mess with my mind I'm telling you um, it does take a week to get back on track yeah yeah but it's it's so weird though um I'm I would be happy if he was to take a pay cut or negotiate a new deal that help, help benefits the team for mm. other players to like grow as well so uh, either way I would be happy putting numbers to me I don't really know I I, I don't possibly really could give you a, a really good definitive answer because I really don't know 100% how the cap is all the ins and outs so to speak I know mm. in terms of a cap hit like if we were to cut them that's really bad that, reduce, yeah, yeah. that that reduces our cost to bring new other players in. I know that, but other than that, I'm I'm pretty much I, I just taking it as it comes. But, so I, I know one of the things we said in during the season, which led to a bit of a spiral of contor- controversy with everybody, is I said in order to offset costs that we have with Zeke, you can actually save money. By extending Dak. Now, a lot of people got a bit upset about that. Like, oh, I don't know. I know because at the time Dak was going through um, a bit of a turbulent season in terms of his interception rate. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, but I was just like, that's not going to be a trend. All quarterbacks have a season where they throw a high number of interceptions. You extend Dak uh, and you pass him an extension. You've got now more length where you can throw the signing bonus across, which brings the cap cost for him down. Uh, wait, hold on. Now that you mentioned, like I said, Dak there, right? And, and before we move into what our expectations about the offseason yeah, is going to yeah, be, sure, but sure. the Dak press, which in terms of his stats and stuff like that, people, I will say, like, it was pretty much match for match for Josh Allen this year. And, mm. you, and you made a tweet about this, I believe, of an infographic mm. about the comparisons statistical wise. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I, I've never seen hellfire on your Twitter <laughs> like before. So, um, yeah, because don't get me wrong, Josh Allen is a great player, completely different style to Dak in some aspects. Yeah, but when yeah, you look, yeah, yeah, yeah. but statistically wise, they were nearly match for match in terms of interceptions mm-hmm. and touchdowns and passing yards, rate ra- ratings. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, okay, like, Where's the argument here? You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like Dak made it to the playoffs, Allen made it to the playoffs. So why is Dak getting it as bombarded? I can I can get it because of how the play play call may be happening, but yeah, yeah, whatever or not. But anyway, we've kind of it is crazy. Uh, it's crazy, it is crazy because me and um RJ, funnily enough, on the round table were talking about it, how um People will say, oh, Josh Allen's having an MVP season and all the rest of it. The, the, everything with Allen and Dak were very comparable. And yet, for some odd reason, for whatever reason, the negative parts of Allen's game were just getting brushed under the carpet. Like, don't worry about all these problems that he's having. The fact is, interception rate was the highest in the NFL. Don't worry about that. Just brush that under the carpet. You know, <laughs> the yeah. turnovers, the, the missed passes, the turnover-worthy plays. Don't worry about all of that. Just ignore that. Just worry about the, all the good things he's doing. Oh, by the way, Dak's doing the same thing. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I know. It, it, it's a crazy world that we're living in, in terms of that. But enough of that. Let's yeah. now move into the future now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's now look into this upcoming season. Now, it's now the seasons, the 2022 season is now officially over after the Super Bowl. We can now go officially into this offseason now. So, Mike, my good friend from yeah. Wales. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what, what is your expectations going into this offseason in terms of free agency, in terms of et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. I mean, like, first of all, we all know what's going to happen in free agency with Jerry Jones and his checkbook. Now the first wave is going to come out and nothing happens. So then the second wave of free agency comes along. There's a little bit of murmuring. It's like, Ooh, and you know, you hear of players being interested in Dallas, which is somewhat, Let's will be, be true, but also to help raise them. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say that. Let's be honest. <laughs> How many players have we seen, especially in the draft, that yeah. wear like, like a Dallas Cowboys t-shirt or go on an interview like, Dallas, come and get me. Like Miles mm. Garrett, for example, and Melvin mm. Gordon. 
Like, those mm -hmm. are two prime examples in recent time of actually dead Dallas to come trade up and get them. I'm like, yeah. that's not how the world works, guys. So, yeah. but you know why they're doing it. And, and so many players in the past have been like, oh, yeah, I'd really like to go to Dallas. I've got interest in Dallas. And instantly it just adds an extra zero, an extra zero to their contract, you know? Uh, and it's like, oh, look how that worked out. Um, so, yeah, third wave of free agency comes along. Um, now we're into like scraping the bottom of the barrel. But one thing I will say is scraping at the bottom of the barrel has worked quite well last season and the season before when you think of like Jamie Curse, Hankins, Hankins, Elton. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, you think that we've had some pass rushers over the last few years that have been quite decent mm -hmm. all of a sudden through a bit of free agency spending at the by scraping the bottom of the barrel our safety call is actually for once my, strong yeah Mally Cooker my goodness he's not going anywhere and really? I really want the Cowboys because he's got one year left on his deal I want him to stay for longer I, I totally agree with you I totally agree with you right so for me I think there's one thing we can all agree on LVE must stay must stay like he deserves a new contract like two year three year i don't care as long as we can get him back because to me he showed that he's been an absolute core fundamental part of that linebacker core and the, definitely and the defense so on the run defense especially especially in the run defense because when you look at the stats and that like lve is right up there with donathan wilson in terms of number of tackles and the good thing is, is I know it's not a good thing, but at the end of the season, we saw the Cowboys defense without LVE while he was yeah, nursing right. the shoulder that's injury. That's right. And we saw the run defense taking a hit. It, it looked bad. LVE suddenly comes back. What's the first thing that happens? You know, defenses are struggling again. The, there to break was the run. The, there was the click. There was the communication. There as the. There was the like the connection between from other player to player within the defense that had that um, continuity, so the chemistry. Speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, a, a, a big one, a big one that I know you will like is LVE, more specifically with Hankins. Mm -hmm. Agreed, I agree with mm. you. Well, those two, McGovern as well is another big one. Uh, true, true, true for the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So with that being said, right, so we've talked about briefly about free agency, what we're kind of roughly expecting here. Yeah. Give me your top prospects that are potentially there at number 26 for the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL draft. I mean, like, I, I saw, I, I obviously, for the blogging advice, I've well, been doing I, the scouting I, articles. So. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll say, what do you think will happen first? Do you think we'll be wide receiver? Do you think it'll be cornerback? Do you think it'll be like based on other teams' needs? What are we going to be left with? It's gonna for me. I can only it's gonna go one of three ways: offensive line, defensive back, or wide receiver. They're the three. Yeah. Tight end is on the cusp because I don't think Schultz stays. I I think tight end you can wait till day two. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with it. Like, I don't see the the need of drafting up for a tight end so early on when there's much more higher needs, and especially if there's yeah. like and and you can tell me about some of the players that are available. I think you meant you actually did a couple of posts on social media, like said Gonzalez, mm. 
Weatherspoon yeah. and uh, Weatherspoon would be lovely. Yeah, and the boy from Penn State as well. Uh, yeah, Joey Porter. Yeah, Joey, yeah, Joey Porter. Yeah, so those three guys are definitely <sighs> potential to be Dallas Cowboys players for sure. Um, be, all of them would be nice. Weatherspoon, I think, is gone way before, as well as Gonzalez, because of the athleticism. Joey Porter's got a chance. He's got quite a chance. People will say, um, will say, you know. Um, <laughs> He's going to be gone, but because there's the issue with Joey Porter is flags. Ooh. So when you watch him, jump ball specialist, great at high pointing, um, boundary player, a little bit of Brandon Carr to him. But you remember uh, Brandon Carr used to cap, get flags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all my articles, when I do comparisons, they're always Cowboys comparisons. So I'm trying to look at it, and I, it reminds me a little of you know that Brandon Carr so six foot two quite tall long arms can get up there to high point the ball but there's flags right so what about Weatherspoon how would who would you compare Weather, oh who would Weatherspoon you compare? Man, that's tricky I'd have to go would you say through. would you yeah. say like he's not Deion Sanders but he's probably a close second or something like that <laughs> like in like, terms like, like, of... like give, give me give me give me a, an idea of what we're kind of dealing with here I'm trying to think of a good Cowboys comparison I'll have to do well one... get, well, get, well think of a non-cowboy then give me a non-cowboy that oh. you could refer him to Source Gardner oh that is mm. actually saucy indeed. Actually, yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're on board. What I'm kind of thinking here, like for me, I think if there's a top tier wide receiver there, I think that might be the that might be the pick. It's yeah. it's, for, it's for Jerry's name all over it, making a splash, and the way how kind of deals are going out, it's now become more of a wide receiver group. You can't have too many white good wide receivers now. True. And the way how things are going right now, you've got. Gallup, you've got Lamb, but mm-hmm. you've got there is a bit of a drop off point for that number three wide receiver. But would you really want a draft sure. a first rounder just for a third place slot? Mm. Yeah, maybe a bit yeah. too rich, but again, it's more of a reinvestment into the future. Again, so the the only thing that's stopping me with wide receiver in the first round is um the is the type of wide receivers that are available to you in the first round whereas later wide receivers are more the type i'm after those speedsters those get up and go type wide receivers yeah. to stretch the field that's the only thing where like you know like jackson smith you know he's a, an absolute talent somebody asked today jordan addison the saying you know quentin johnson even but they these guys are going to be gone but they're much the same what the Cowboys already got in terms of the type of wide receiver. I want a speedy guy. Yeah. You know, Josh Downs. Yes. That, Nathaniel that, Dell. That's the guy I would love to get. It's Josh Downs. That's the guy I would love yeah. to get. And I told my co-host Meg all about Josh Downs. And our good friend mm-hmm. J-Tuck did a really good video. If you have not seen it, folks, I highly recommend it. Go on to <laughs> J-Tuck's channel, CFO mm-hmm. Sports. There's an awesome breakdown on it. Um, but... Unfortunately, we're kind of running, we're running out of time at the moment. So so much to talk about. I so know, time. I know, I know. But <laughs> but before we do go, Mike, tell everyone how they can find you. Yeah, well, you can find both me and Paul at Blogging the Boys and UK Cowboys. Uh, but my Twitter, my the, where you see all my weird posts and me getting trolled is at Kenfig Cowboy. 
with with two K with a K with two Ks, all the Ks. Yes, and yes, guys, you can follow me at I am Peace Do on Instagram and Twitter. Also, be sure to uh, send Meg some love. Tell us like tell her that you missed her on the show. Um, she's obviously having a great time where she is at right now. I can't remember exactly what she said she was going. I think she was going to New Orleans, I believe. I could be wrong. Uh, but send us some love. She would really, really appreciate it. But also, be sure to go and check out blogandvoice.com where you can see Mike's articles, see like so all the other content is available. It's there every single day. And yes, be sure to like and subscribe and all that lovely stuff. But yes, it's a good night for Mike and it's a good night for me. And it's uh, like Meg would always say, it's Dallas forever, Billy for never. Billy never. <laughs> Here we go.